call. Don't be afraid. You have stolen my dreams. A green hydrogen powerhouse. Let's talk about climate change. Yeah, something new and different is bringing to Radio National climate alarmism. I mean, honestly. How dare you? This is the last chance. On this carbon counter, chances are you're using what I'm about to talk to you right now. The car, well, there's one in that. Uh, If you've got a laptop working away in the background, yep, there's one in that. Uh, Wearing a smartwatch or using a smartphone, yes, there's definitely uh, lithium in those. Of course, lithium is a product that Australia produces nearly 60% of the world's supply of, yet... We're only retaining about 1% within our own value chains in this country. And you can imagine the arguments about retaining and onshoring that kind of value for our economy and for jobs. Of course, the race is on around the globe to shore up this resource that's critical to batteries. And you can see this very much reflected in the commodities price. Its value has dramatically risen over the last couple of years, so much that it's been dubbed white gold. So why aren't we keeping more of this critical metal in Australia and what's being done about it? And Megan Fisher is the CEO of Energy Lab. It's an organisation dedicated to helping tech startups reach net zero emissions and also to accelerate 11 Australian startups into the lithium business. Megan, why the focus on lithium? Lithium, clearly you can see a huge opportunity here. Absolutely. Lithium really is part of the, I guess, an important critical menu on our journey to to being a renewable energy superpower. So forgetting about lithium is forgetting about that core ingredient. As you mentioned, it's in our watches, it's in our car, our EV cars, it's everywhere we look. And when we turn to looking at what it's going to take for us to move to clean energy, Lithium is a key component of that. So going without it is a big oversight. There's obviously some lessons to learn here in terms of iron ore in this country. Mm. We ship it off and it gets made into things that are sold back to our markets here. So the opportunity here is to retain value in the in the chain. Is there a reason why we send almost all of the lithium we produce in Australia overseas at the moment? I could only hazard to guess that we're copying a model that we've used for a really long time around mining, that we, whether it be coal or iron ore, that all gets shipped off overseas for processing into greater, more important products. I think the real difference here around lithium is that there's great opportunities to take that to the next step. So we can process it here, we can certainly turn it into batteries, we can create battery packs, Um, depending on how far down the value chain we want to go, we can certainly turn that into EVs and we should be recycling it as well, which is also incredibly important to make sure that we get that precious lithium coming back to us and being recycled and reused. So of the 11 startup organisations that your business, your organisation is hoping to hyper-accelerate, Mm-hmm. Uh, which I don't know what that really means. Maybe you can explain. Uh, but 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 how many are focused on recycling or how, how many are focused on the, dealing with the fresh products, so to speak? Yeah, that's right. They're actually all the way along the chain. And hyper-acceleration, I would say that's just a fast acceleration. So it's really helping startups to get to that next level of growth uh, quicker than what they otherwise would have done by themselves. 
Uh, there's actually quite a number. So we've got Renewable Metals, who's a Perth-based organisation, who focus on actually recycle, recycling battery packs themselves. So they take battery packs, they shred them, and then they separate them out through a chemical process into their component and valuable parts, so lithium, nickel, cobalt, um, 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 manganese, all of those different pieces. And they do that in an incredibly environmentally friendly uh, way, extracting back out around 96% of those precious metals. And then we have another uh, startup called Volta, who are really focused at the very start of the chain when batteries are being made in making them in such a way that they're easily recyclable. So that's a really large focus. But we've also got other startups focused on that bit in the middle, which is the EV space. So the hope is that these startups can really take advantage of this emerging industry and retain the industry in Australia's interests. Have you got a dollar figure on what lithium and lithium uh, production could be worth to the Australian economy? So in terms of globally, it's estimated that battery production, so that includes all of lithium and everything you turn it into, it's been estimated by Robin Denham. She's quoted as saying that in 2030, it'd be a $400 billion industry globally. Wow. And the, conserv- the conservative estimates for Australia, which we think we could double very quickly, is 35,000 jobs and $7.4 billion. The opportunities are large economically and from an energy security perspective as well. Fascinating stuff. I wish you all the best with these startups. Uh, Megan Fisher is the CEO of Energy Lab, who's hoping to accelerate 11 startups who work with lithium. Thanks for joining me on The Carbon Counter. Thanks, Andy. ABC RN helps you understand the world. Find more of our stories on the ABC Listen app.